0: Amen. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to our midweek Bible study. Uh, We want to say greetings to all of our POS family and and all of our church members. Uh, Welcome to our midweek Bible study. And uh, uh, maybe some of you are like me at the moment. I'm kind of a little bit uh, weary of of all these constant online stuff and our inability to be able to meet up together. But uh, I think just a, a few more weeks... And uh, we will be able to have more and more people together in the house of God. And uh, of course, we enjoyed uh, last Sunday, we had, you know, a handful more people, 10 more people at each service, and uh, we are looking forward to having a lot more. But we trust that you're all well, you've had a good week so far, and uh, things are are looking well and are progressing well with this uh, pandemic, with all the restrictions, and uh, we're trusting God that um, it won't be very long. Uh, and so tonight, uh, again, I'm, I'm very honored to have with me, join with me tonight, my beautiful wife, Sister Robin, and we're going to be teaching together. And right now, we're just going to sing a song for you that we have. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we, <laughs> I wish I'd practiced, but uh, uh, we didn't get a chance. But we are going to open up in prayer, and we're going to ask the Lord to bless us. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time. We thank you for this opportunity that we have together. And Lord, as we gather at this moment, at this time of the week, Lord God, as uh, families of uh, different places and different locations, we gather together in in your spirit, in your presence, Lord God. And we ask you once again that your anointing would flow in this house, that your spirit would move in every home, and that you would uh, uplift us and strengthen us, uh, removing every weight and every pressure and tension from the workaday world. Help us to enter into your sanctuary, as it were, that your presence would be there as you speak to us and minister to us. Use us, your Sister Robin and I tonight to share a few things, and that, God, we may be blessed as we look to you this day. Bless all of our families today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise God. Well, uh, over the last several weeks, we've been looking at relationship matters, and uh, tonight, I guess we're going to close off Um, this uh, series and continuing on about parenting, Mm -hmm. about some uh, principles on parenting, and more specifically, we're going to be talking about boundaries. And, of course, again, a little disclaimer, uh, we're not purporting to be experts. uh, We don't have all the answers, uh, but we are simply just learning as we go as well. Much of what we learn is by trial and error, a lot of error of what not to do, and uh, of course reading and studying and and, and learning from other resources that's available as well as family and other friends. Um, But uh, for those of you that don't know, we have two children. Mm -hmm. Um, Our oldest daughter, our oldest child is Kiana. She's 16 years old, so she's at this moment working at McDonald's, so we can talk about her because she's not going to be watching. Um, And uh, she's in year 11. Uh, enjoying school, and he just got back to school last week, of course. And then our youngest is our 12-year-old son, Joaquin. Now, he's a special needs child. Uh, he has an intellectual disability, so he's... Our approach with parenting for the both of them is somewhat different. Mm-hmm. But these principles apply to the, to the both of them, despite their, their difference in, in personality, their difference in, in ability. Um, a lot of these principles we've learned uh, applies. And so we're just going to read a couple of scriptures to begin with, which is, uh, I guess, talks to uh, the topic that that we're wanting to share. And our our topic is based out of these scriptures.
1: So Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 to 9, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house, and on thy gates.
0: Amen. And so here we see the commandment of the Lord to his children, to the children of Israel, that the, the responsibility of, of disseminating the, the Word of God, God's law, was given to the parents. And here, it, it basically every aspect of their daily life and daily routine is covered. Mm-hmm. It says when you walk in the way, when you sit down in your house, and when you lie down, when you get up, you are to teach God's Word. Mm-hmm. And so that responsibility, obviously, is given to the parents, mm-hmm. to teach with diligence. Okay, so... We can all accept the fact that parenting requires a lot of work. It's hard work. It's strenuous. It uh, can be very, very painful at times, of course. Uh, but, but we have to be determined that, that we are going to work hard. And many times when there are parents who deal with difficult children, the, the tendency and temptation is to, to give up and just you know, throw in the towel, as it were, and just let the kids do whatever they want but uh, the responsibility has been given by commandment of God to the parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, another passage of Scripture.
1: Uh, Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6, it says, Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it.
0: Amen. So again, let me just reiterate that this is descriptive and not prescriptive. Okay, So uh, this is what's describing what generally happens. But it's not always the case that even though you may do your best to train your children to, to love God, to be in the house of God, ultimately they're still going to have to decide for themselves because it's, it's not an automatic thing. There's still a sense of, of a um, human, human volition, human will and free will and choice. And so, uh, but ten, the tendency is, or usually when you train up a child in the way that they should go, they will not depart from it. And um, so that's what we're going to be talking about tonight, Mm -hmm. okay, teaching and training. And so the key component of um, training and uh, raising up our children is boundaries, okay? So a boundary is basically a property line that defines a person. It defines where one person ends and another one begins, okay? And so we have to teach our children boundaries, okay, that... Um, there are certain components as, as to who they are, that's their responsibility, that it's, it's um, their choice, mm-hmm. and that also they have to respect other people's boundaries as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me read one more scripture to you. It says Prover- in Proverbs 25 and 28, like a city that is broken into and without walls is a man who has no control over his spirit. So that kind of speaks to, to boundaries. That a person who has no control over their spirit, who, who don't, who do, a person who doesn't know how to say no, mm-hmm. a person who doesn't know how to respect other people's property or spaces, uh, it, it's just like a, a city that's got no walls or no boundaries. Mm-hmm. And robbers can come in, uh, invaders can come in and, and take charge and take ownership. And so uh, one of the key components that, that we as parents have a responsibility to is to teach our children boundaries.
1: Right. So um, children, they're not born with boundaries, so as, as Pastor said, you know, parenting, um, as parents we really need to set boundaries from the beginning, and the goal of every parent should be to raise their kids uh, to become responsible adults. So. You know, as we know, parenting is a journey and it's a long journey and it's important for us as parents to, you know, to start off on the right foot by teaching um, our little humans uh, to be accountable, dependable and responsible. Um, Nothing says I love you more than setting boundaries in the lives of our children. So hopefully tonight as we cover three um, main points, uh, we'll be able to just break those uh, things down a little bit.
0: Amen. So uh, there, we're going to give you a, a bunch of three, three points, okay? The first uh, three points um, is that as parents, we have three responsibilities. We are to be guardians, we are to be managers, and we are to be sources, okay? So, um, you know, this obviously is, for many people, this is very obvious. This is already a given, but, but just to reiterate, of course, that we are guardians. We are legally responsible for our children, And in that capacity, we provide protection and we preserve the children. Uh, We guard them from dangers, all kinds of dangers, dangers outside, uh, dangers uh, from within themselves. You know, we want to protect them because oftentimes children don't know what's good for them. And so we are there to provide uh, protection and guardianship uh, from inappropriate freedoms that they're not ready to handle. and we are to guard them from never appropriate or evil actions, okay? Behaviors or attitudes, and their own sort of regressive tendency to remain uh, dependent and avoid growing up, okay? So we are guardians. Secondly, we are managers, okay? We make sure that things get done, that goals are reached, that demands and expectations are met, and, and of course, again, we have to provide discipline because children are not born with any kind of discipline, Uh, As soon as they're born as babies, they cry and they demand uh, attention, they demand uh, selfish needs, okay, then they don't have any consideration for others, and that's exactly how they're supposed to be, okay? And let me just sort of add to that, that uh, if any of you are having babies for the first time, that we learn the first year of a baby's life, it's impossible to spoil them, okay? You cannot spoil a baby in the first 12 months of its existence, uh, and so don't fear, don't fear that, you, you know, y- yeah, you can't spoil them enough. Don't fear that, that you're going to, oh, you know, to show them too much affection uh, or, or give them too many hugs and kisses. In fact, uh, children crave for uh, affection and physical touch, all right? And studies have shown children who have, for example, grown up in, in, uh, in orphanages like in the Eastern European nations uh, that happened many years ago where kids were left in cots to spend hours and hours by themselves every day without anybody really giving them any attention and care, just stick a bottle in their mouth, that a lot of them, without having that human touch, that physical touch of another skin, to skin as it were, um, they grow up to have lots of of deficiencies, a mental illness, uh, emotional uh, deficiencies, uh, because uh, it, it actually, kissing and giving affection to your babies, actually helps them to grow in, in all aspects of, of their life. Mm-hmm. So be sure uh, that you're doing that. You, you cannot spoil them enough. You cannot give them enough affection, uh, in, particularly in the first 12 months of their lives where you can't really spoil them. Okay, so, so that's, that's key. That's, that's very crucial for us to understand. But we are there to manage uh, their demands and expectations as they grow older. Mm-hmm. Children, as I said, uh, require that sense of discipline. And thirdly, of course, we are a source. We provide not only material provision, but also emotional, relational, and every other aspect of their lives. We are there to provide that source early on in their lives, okay? Amen. So children are described as little people out of control of themselves. And uh, this is what Cloud and Townsend said, and so we're getting a lot of this information from uh, Henry Cloud and, and Dr. Townsend, uh, called, basically, uh, it's called um, boundaries, boundaries for Kids. All right, And so um, those are the three roles that we, we, we play in establishing boundaries for children, okay? Mm-hmm. So boundaries, uh, particularly uh, in three other aspects in their lives that we want to focus and cover on tonight. There's so many that we can cover, but there's three that we want to focus on. Mm-hmm. It's responsibility, respect, and resilience. We want to teach our children responsibility, respect, and resilience, okay?
1: So in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, it says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Okay, so um, with the three R's of responsibility, firstly... Is that we want to raise our children to become uh, responsible adults and not entitled. Mm. Okay, so many kids live today a life of entitlement, and very little is asked of them in terms of responsibilities in the home. So, for example, if I ask my daughter to clean her room, um, you know, I'll go and check, you know, an an hour or two later. I walk into her room, her room is still a mess, she still has like you know, a 100 things still on the floor that she, she hasn't picked up after I've asked her. So, automatically, the, the mum in me, uh, you know, instead of calling her out on, on, you know, doing what she wasn't, you know, what she's told to do, she's not doing it, um, you know, I, I automatically just begin to pick things up in her bedroom. And, you know, sometimes, you know, some parents might think, oh, you know, what's wrong with that? why is this wrong because we're sending the message to them that they're not capable of doing it and the same you know when we ask you know our children like you know to to wash the dishes or to take the rubbish out whatever it is um you know that mum mode will always you know switches on and you know i start to do the chores instead of them so i take responsibility away from them and sometimes we think that you know it's a good thing you know i'm helping my child but really as parents we need to model um, responsibility to our kids and you know and by doing that you know we, we continue to assert that they're not capable of doing their part and then we treat them you know like they're these long-term guests in our home when really everybody has a responsibility in the home including the kids and um, just uh, another point which we'll bring up later as well is that uh, with the um, about parenting is that oftentimes a lot of us we parent um, in the present, and, and not for the future. Right, but it's important right. for us as parents to, all, you know, to parent for the present, but thinking, uh, having the future in mind. So with me trying to pick up things after my daughter, you know, I'm setting her up to fail in a sense mm. because, you know, her poor husband, or you know, the, the guy that she intends to marry. She's going to expect him to be picking up things for her because I haven't modelled that right. for her, or I haven't taught her in the home mm. uh, to be responsible for you know picking up things like that. And we yeah. might think that you know that they're just small things, mm. but really it's those small things um, that that create those behaviours from when they're very young. So it's important for us to be intentional as parents and to model um, those things in, in our home. Amen.
0: So as a, as, a, as a child growing up, that, the, that R word was something that I dreaded because it was constantly harped on to me about responsibility. And, and I guess, in a sense, responsibility is somewhat related to boundaries because boundaries is about basically taking ownership, taking ownership of your life, of your words, of your actions, what you do, not blaming somebody else. And when we don't teach responsibility to our kids, And as Sister Robin said, if we don't parent with the future in mind for our children, we got to parent with uh, the vision in mind of what they're going to be when they're in their 30s and in their 40s. And don't think that, oh, well, you know, once they get older, then they'll take responsibility. Well, that's not always the case. Time and age doesn't always take care of those issues. In fact, there are middle-aged people who... Uh, I've known and and I've interacted with where they don't take responsibility for themselves Mm -hmm. They've constantly passed the buck and you know you remember the story from the very beginning when Adam and Eve the first Family the first couple when they sinned and and God confronted them And and what did Adam say he said, you know the woman you gave me God uh, She made me eat basically and so you know Adam in that one one swipe was passing the buck to the woman, to Eve, as well as to God. Um, not taking responsibility, say, I took it and uh, I, I made the mistake. Right. And, and when, he t- when God turned to Eve, again, she did the same thing. Uh, the serpent beguiled me, it was his fault. Yeah. And that just shows and reveals the lack of maturity in them at the, at the outset when, when they first sinned. And of course, children uh, naturally have a tendency to shirk responsibility. They don't want that, and that's where we have to learn to teach them. Mm -hmm. And and so there's there's three components, again, to teaching these things. Uh, We have to model them ourselves, so if we want our kids to take responsibility, Mm -hmm. we need to be people of responsibility, Mm -hmm. okay? We can't expect kids to be the most uh, healthy in their boundaries when we ourselves are weak in those areas. Mm -hmm. We have to, as Robin already said, parent with a future in mind, and we have to set limits for our children, okay? 2 um, uh, Corinthians chapter 5, were we already read that? Yes. Yeah, we read that. So, um, uh, taking responsibility as adults, um, that also means that we have to model wh- um, whenever we make mistakes, and sometimes parents find it difficult uh, when we make mistakes, when we say something wrong, or we do something wrong, mm. parents often find it difficult to admit that they're wrong mm. To their children but whenever you make a mistake or whenever there's a failure on your part it provides the ideal uh, opportunity mm-hmm. to show to your kids what it means to take responsibility mm-hmm. that it's okay to admit you're wrong it's not the end of the world your life's not gonna come crashing down because you were wrong some people just cannot admit and as soon as, you, you know, they may be confronted about something, the first thing that they do, oh, oh, but, but it wasn't my fault. How many kids do this, right? Oh, you know, my oldest sibling made me do it. Or, or, you know, kids in school, everybody's, everybody's doing, doing it. it. Yeah. Refusing to take responsibility. And so we have to model that. And every wrong that we do or every mistake that we make, what a wonderful opportunity to say, son, I'm sorry uh, that I, I made a mistake. I'm sorry for doing this. Mm-hmm. And that... Our failures will go a long way to to instilling in our kids this sense of responsibility for our actions, for our words, everything we say and do.
1: And I guess we have to remember as well that, um, that actions speak louder than words. Like, you know, a lot of us make the mistake of just verbally just saying it all the time, like constantly repeating it to our children. You know, you have to do this, you have to be this, you have to, you know, do this, do this, do this. Without actually um, modelling it to them in the home, so it, it's so true. Actions do speak louder than words. And how do kids learn? They learn through what they see mm-hmm. in the home. So it's so important for us to, you know, to just be intentional and to to model those those behaviours. So that it, it says in um, in the book for boundaries for kids that um, that boundaries or disciplines are um, caught and not taught. Exactly. Is that right? Yes. Caught not taught.
0: So yes, it, it's they, they get a feeling for what they how their parents interact with them, and, and of course, um, as parents we have to uh, point it out for them. You know we don't don't let them, uh, you know, uh, shirk that responsibility. Point it out, bring it up, and highlight it. Said so, you know um, you not you didn't clean your room, uh, and so if uh, the kids are supposed to be doing something. Mm-hmm and the temptation is for us to um, do it instead for them because it's much easier, it's less hassle, as Mr. Robin said, um, you have to uh, be very, very diligent to make sure that you don't do that, you don't, you don't take ownership of that for them because they're gonna grow up thinking somebody else is gonna do this for me. Right. Somebody else is gonna clean my room. When as adults, they should already be doing that and you can start that at a young age. Yeah. You can start that as toddlers and, and when you set a boundary of what the kids are supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. If uh, they're supposed to clean the room, and if they don't clean the room, um, then, then you have to follow through and provide consequence. There has right. to be a consequence for good or for bad. It right. says there in, in uh, Corinthians 5 and 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if it's bad, then you have to uh, provide some kind of they didn't do, if If they didn't clean their room, she didn't clean her room, then what do we do?
1: Take her mobile off
0: her. Uh, you can. It's
1: so- something that would, you know, <laughs> teach her not to do it again. Right. I guess, yeah.
0: So it has to be, and it's a boundary that you have to set because if you tell her, if you don't clean your room, there's going to be consequences. Mm. And, and here's a little tip you, you need to let them know what the consequence is. Okay. So when they don't do it, mm. they, they're not taken by surprise. Okay. And say, um, you know, you know that if you didn't clean your room, you're going to lose your privilege with your mobile phone, or you're going to lose, um, you know, privilege with, with access to the internet or whatever. Mm. Um, and so you have to follow through. And, and remember, whatever consequence you set, they have to feel it. They, it has to affect them. It's got to.
1: It's got to be a little bit painful.
0: Right. <laughs> There's got to be an element of pain. Like like I said last week, um, you know, spoil the rod, spoil the ch- uh, spare the rod, spoil the child. And so. Uh, The Bible does teach that we can inflict a little bit of pain, um, but again, I I say that um, it's only for a limited period in a child's life, and again, the law in New South Wales does not forbid us to spank our kids, but there's very, very strict uh, uh, stipulations as to what you cannot do, not hit them in the head or the neck, uh, and not smack to the point of it's abusive, where it leaves a mark, it, it injures the muscle, it injures the skin, or breaks any bones of course, that would be obviously horrendous and would be abusive and, and be contrary to the word of God. But uh, children at that age who don't know, who can't quite process why they, they're not allowed to do something, they don't have the, the, uh, the mental, the intellectual capacity, the cognitive ability to understand why they can't do something. Sometimes the only way to tell, teach them a boundary where they, why they can't do this is because there will be pain. Mm-hmm. Obviously when the child gets older, you have to use other means, and and for many teens, of course, sometimes that means losing access to social media, to their devices. But they have to feel uh, that it's uncomfortable, right. that there's some kind of pain, whether it's emotional pain, of some kind. And and don't be bullied by their tears. <laughs> okay, another tip: don't be bullied by their tears. You know, as soon as tears come, it doesn't mean that you. Don't follow through with the, with the boundary, okay? You have to follow through. They have, your kids have to know that whatever's said, that's what's going to happen. Now, obviously, there's going to be exceptions occasionally, but, but for the most part, you have to follow through.
1: Right.
0: Amen. So the second thing, of course, that we want to teach our kids is respect. Mm-hmm. We want our children to show respect.
1: Okay, so Romans chapter 12, verse 10, it says, Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love in honor, preferring one another. Mm. Okay, so we want our children to uh, respect their parents. We want them to respect others, um, their community. We want them to, to respect God or have a reverence, a fear, fear of God. Uh, we want them to respect their possessions, you know, money, respect uh, for the authority and for the law as well. And so how do we teach res- respect? You know, again, we have to model this.
0: Amen. We have to uh, obviously show respect to, to everybody. You know, if you get pulled over by the police because you're speeding, you know, don't get upset with the copper, <laughs> uh, but show respect. And, and you teach your kids to, to have a respect for authorities. Um, and, and, and if they're disrespecting you, As your children don't tolerate that okay because if they can't respect you then they're not going to respect other authority figures that come along in their lives even as adults remember we're parenting them with the future in mind we're not just parenting them for here and now and again I get it and we've been there where uh, you know we've, we've you know for the heat of the moment we'd rather just forget about it and we don't want it we don't want any stress right now but but parenting with the future in mind means that we will not tolerate them disrespecting us, not because we're so great, but we want to teach them to respect and honor their mother and father because that's a biblical principle that has a blessing attached to it. Mm -hmm. And if they cannot honor their mother and father, then they may not honor God because for most children, the only God that they would see, as it were, God, is through the image and through the modeling of their parents. And so if they're disrespecting you, then you have to bring a, a discipline and say, you know, even with an attitude, they may not say anything like really bad, mm-hmm. but, but there's a, a little subversiveness uh, in their attitude. Right. you got to pull that up and just, you know, and you don't have to be a tyrant about it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a dictator. You just simply say, um, I, I don't appreciate your attitude. Why, why, why are you talking this way? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you can start off with a conversation. If they continue in that, then you have to say, well, um, I expect you, uh, you need to change your, your tone, you need to change your attitude and show some respect. Uh, me growing up, um, my mother, you know, as most of you in our church know, uh, Sister Pura, uh, she's only, you know, five foot nothing, a little lady, and, um, but, but she, was, she was deadly accurate with, with the boomerang shoe, okay? <laughs> um, now, it was a boomerang, not because it came back to her, but because if it missed me, I would have to go and pick it up, give it to her, because she demanded, go get my shoe. I would have to pick it up, give it to her, and then she'd grab it off me and start smacking me. Those were the good old days. That's why it did me no harm getting a belting every now and then. Of course, it wasn't abusive, but um, she taught me that that I had to respect her, even if I didn't like her at the time because of the emotion that stirred in me as a rebellious kid, but um, I had to respect that. And, and I guess part of me coming to God at some stage, I had to respect and honor of God because even though uh, you know my relationship with my parents were not always good because I was rebellious as a teenager, got into drugs, got into all kinds of stuff, yet I still respected that position and that, that situation. And if you don't teach your kids to respect you, uh, they may struggle respecting other authority figures in this world, mm-hmm. including the police, including the law of the land, including... Mm-hmm. God forbid, uh, the Almighty himself, mm-hmm. okay? And so that's your responsibility. That's true. Don't expect the church to do all that. Don't expect your school, the youth group. Right. Um, you've got to do that. It
1: has to begin in the
0: home. Yes, it yeah. begins in the home.
1: All right, so um, uh, for teaching respect is, you know, we can try to create a culture of honor in the home so that children will honor their parents, as Pastor was saying, and this will spill out, you know, uh, of their... Of their lives outside of the home environment, as he said, that you know, um, once they um, can respect their parents and they can expect uh, respect authority and and so on.
0: Um, Um, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7 the Bible says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And then Proverbs 9 and 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So the fear of the Lord, that's, that's a godly respect, okay? And, and if we want our kids to be knowledgeable, to be filled with wisdom, they have to show, first of all, respect and, and the fear of God. And that respect, it begins, as Sister Robin said, in the home, okay? We have to um, require that and expect that of our children. And, and if they don't, uh, as I said, respect their parents then they may struggle to respect others Um, so we have to we can't tolerate our kids disrespecting us and and therefore um, we must teach these boundaries of of ultimate respect amen the third thing uh, we're moving on is a resilience okay we want to teach our kids to be resilient not not to be a part of the snowflake generation that you know, oh, my, my feelings are hurt, therefore, you know, it's the end of the world, and, and you're wrong because it made me feel bad, okay? We have to teach our kids to become resilient emotionally mm-hmm. uh, in life so that they can endure whatever life throws at them, right. okay? And, and we, we, we teach that by, by we ourselves, okay, as parents. Uh, we can let them share into our experiences in life when when there's difficulties with with family members with uh you know uh, you know where sometimes money's tight at home yeah. and we've got to teach our kids no we can't buy that you know because we can't afford that um you know we'll have to go without certain things and, and so um we can uh, oh, obviously uh, you know instill that into our children
1: yeah so it's about like you know um it's about coping with the ups and downs of life mm. and how they bounce back from those experiences, so building resilience helps children not only deal with current difficulties that are a part of everyday life, but also to develop the basic skills and habits that will help them right. deal with challenges later in life, through adolescence and right through to adulthood as well. Um, yeah. I also read about resilience being, you know, good for their mental health. Um, ch- they, they say that children with greater resilience, you know, they're better able to manage stress than, say, a child that has a a low resilience. Um, You know, teaching them to problem solve. And it's so easy as parents because, you know, we want to cotton wool our kids and, you know, uh, protect them and shield them from, you know, things that they may, um, you know, come across in life. Um, But in doing that, we're almost like handicapping our children. Like when we're kind of, um, because if we don't allow our kids to make mistakes, Um, to go through tough times, they're they're unable to build those life skills that will help them later on down the track. So it's important for us to to teach them problem solving, to let them make mistakes, you know. um, Don't always give them what they want. You know, teach them that delayed gratification as well. And um, as we were talking about pain before, you know, uh, it's often been said that pain is a good teacher. Right. Okay. we need pain in this life. Um, pain's inevitable. We're gonna, mm. we all gonna come across pain in our life, whether that be, um, you know, the loss of a loved one, um, you know, failing a test, failed relationships. You know, we, we will come across pain, uh, no matter what. It's yeah. inevitable. But pain helps us to grow, and it's gonna help our children uh, to, to build those skills to be able to, um, uh, you know, deal with those difficulties that they will experience in life. So you know, be intentional about your words about your actions, about your deeds, because by doing this, we're setting a good example, you know, for our kids and, you know, we're making it clear to them that, you know, these types of behaviours, they're acceptable and and they are healthy as well. So, again, you know, when boundaries are clear, you know, children and, you know, no matter how old they are and also, like we said in the beginning, that it's not just for children, boundaries is, you know, for for everybody That's of right. every age, um, you know, of every culture, we all need healthy boundaries in our life to be able to to live life successfully. And um, you know, because if we don't have clear boundaries in our life, then you know, we're gonna we're gonna be a mess. Exactly. Really.
0: <laughs> exactly. So we could teach children uh, start building resilience in children at a very young age mm. uh, by delaying gratification. You know, when obviously when they're they're the toddlers, or when you know, when they're babies, they're they're wanting things immediately, and, and I'm not saying to 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 withhold that, but as they get older, even in toddlerhood, we can say we can teach them to wait, mm-hmm. we can teach them not to that they can't always have their demands immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, we're living in a, in a generation now in a world where, where technology provides you know instant, uh, you know, instant uh, cash, instant food, instant. Uh, money uh, instant you know internet's fast right. uh, but we have to teach our children that um, you know sometimes they've got to persevere they've got to push through and you know uh, a simple example maybe you know um, you know my, my daughter when she was little wanting to own uh, open up a packet of chips and uh, you know she was struggling and you know she just said oh, I can't can't and you know and, and I said well I immediately my temptation was just open it immediately um, but, but I was learning then at that stage about building resilience in children. I said, no, you, you can do it. I'm not going to do it for you, and, and it seemed cruel at the time. It was tough at the time to, to not do that for her because you know, she was just you know, only about four years old, three years old maybe. I can't quite remember, but she was at a young age, but uh, sure enough, uh, as she got hungry, she really wanted those chips. She found a way to open them, and, and that little lesson, it was only like a couple of minutes, that little lesson would have uh, instilled in her this sense of, of resilience, that I can do it, even though it's hard, it doesn't mean it's impossible. And that's where a lot of kids will often say, it's it's the it's hard versus I can't. You know, when, when they experience something that's difficult, that's hard, they'll equate that with the words, I can't do it, uh, that it's virtually impossible. It's not that they can't, and we know that as parents, that they're quite capable of doing things. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's hard, and we have to resist the temptation right. from rescuing them and from um, uh, helping them to, to not uh, uh, push through push through that, persevere through that. It's that it's hard versus I can, and also uh, there is loving versus rescuing, okay? Again, the temptation is to rescue our kids, yeah. Uh, from, from difficulties and from things that they don't like or enjoy, and we want to rescue them. But uh, I want to challenge you to, instead of being a rescuer, mm-hmm. be somebody that would love them. And loving them means letting them suffer. Right. Okay, Not as some kind of cruel, uh, malevolent sort of uh, um, uh, appetite that the, the adults would have, but, but we want them to suffer so that they can s- realize the potential that's within themselves And and this is what's called resilience, all right? So um, oftentimes kids don't know the difference between being responsible for themselves and to their friends. And that's why they expect their friends to stand up for them, even when they're wrong, okay? Because so they don't know their boundaries, right? They don't know how to say no, Mm -hmm. all right? And that is one of the best things, again, that we can show and model to our kids is that word no, Okay? Some people don't know their boundaries that, that other people around them will demand of their time, will demand of their, their, their money, their energy, to their own detriment. And that's what we're talking about boundaries, because they don't know uh, when to say uh, no. They, they have their yes, say yes to everybody that, that wants something of them, and they cannot say no because they don't know their boundaries. We have to teach our kids that you can say no by us saying no to them okay, Uh, that we don't have to uh, wait on other people to be responsible for our sense of happiness, Mm. okay, and so they won't grow up as adults, you know, getting into relationships so that that relationship can make them happy. No, they take ownership for their sense of of their own happiness because they've learned their boundaries, Mm. okay, they know who they are, they're not insecure, Not to say that they're going to be perfect and have it all well-rounded, but they are going to know who they are, where they end, and where other people begin. Okay? And so that is a component of of resilience.
1: Right. And, um, you know, teaching boundaries, it's so difficult. I often say to um, new moms that the easiest thing about parenting is actually giving birth to the child. (laughs) It's a parenting that's... um, you know, really quite challenging. Um, you know, from the moment that they're born to toddler, you know, to school age, uh, to adolescence, which we're in right now, um, and into adulthood. So it's a constant challenge. You know, it's a constant, um, you know, thing that you know uh, parents have to endure. And I think about, um, you know, my son, who has special needs, and uh, as Pastor said in the beginning, that we've had to parent our children. Uh, quite differently, Um, you know, with Joaquin, you know, he's, um, because we have my mum living with us, um, (laughs) uh, oftentimes it can be very difficult because, you know, uh, things that we want to instill in our son, some disciplines and things, and then my mum would go and, you know, she would kind of like want to spoil her, um, spoil him because, you know, it's her grandchild. Kind of thing. So uh, with this resilience, building up resilience in them, we've had to right. learn that even though he has this disability, that we can't always, you know, just kind of cotton wool him and and you know do everything for him because right. in the end, really, it creates a monster, yep. right? Um, y- you'll have this kid that you know just can't do anything for himself. Uh, for herself or whatever so um, you know so it's important um, for us and even as you know children with, with kids with special needs that you know that they, they are able to learn they can like with Joaquin it's it's about repetition so you know we constantly have to repeat 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 ourselves even though we sound like a broken record he does get it in the end yeah
0: but um and, and I think with special needs kids even more boundaries uh, they respond to a lot they better do, yeah. um, because it, it's, you know, I think it shows that all humans, we need those boundaries. You mm-hmm. know, God set the boundaries in the beginning when he created the world. Right. Uh, he sp- separated the, the firmament from the earth, the mm-hmm. earth from the water. Uh, he put man in the garden and he said, here's a boundary, don't touch this tree. Yeah. And, and so the more we restrict our lives with boundaries, the more we will find life the more we will find fulfillment within our lives. It, it's not bondage. It's actually not, it, it requires work. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. But the more we instill boundaries in our lives, the more we narrow our lives, the more productive we become and the more fulfilling life actually gets. Right. All right? So, um, again, uh, you know, you have to make sure, you're, you're, as parents, you're, your role is not to be their BFF. Right. Okay, you're not to be, the best friend and and if you get along with your your children as they become adults of course you know they're more like friends a lot of times yeah. but uh, while they're under your supervision as, as children as young uh, teens whatever adolescents they're they're not your your buddy they're not right. your best friend they are your parents that, that are there to guard to manage and to be a source right. okay and and they may not like you a lot of the times and you've got to be comfortable with that yeah. because you know your boundaries, that's right?
1: right. And kids are going to hate the boundaries that you put in place um, for them. But if, you know, if, you, if you've never had an argument with your child, then that's not really parenting. <laughs> okay? Like Pastor said, right. you know, you're not meant to be their friend, but you are supposed to be, first of all, their parent.
0: Exactly. So um, a lot of times they're not going to like it, but, but ultimately as they grow older, mm-hmm. they're going to appreciate so much more that you taught them about responsibility, about respect, and about resilience. Mm -hmm. These three aspects that they're gonna be needing to be healthy, well-rounded individuals. Mm -hmm. And remember, as couples, as mother and father, make sure you're on the same page, okay? Make sure you take the same approach. That means you have to discuss your your plan of attack when it comes to uh, rearing your children and the approach of discipline. And these areas of management and, and being the source and being guardians, so you, you can't contradict each other.
1: Yeah, because they'll, they'll use that, they'll play, you know, they'll play each Wanna other off the other. on that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And so you, you've got to make sure that if, if um, you know, and this has happened to us, you know, we've, we've made this mistake. Sister Robin would be uh, disciplining our children and i would come along and just say oh you know take it easy you know and be the rescuer for the kids and i'm fully contradicting her discipline right. well it causes havoc with the children and they'll know what to do in the future when when you know uh, you know they'll approach me for something right. if i say no then they'll approach their mom to try and see if she'll say yes right. uh, and so we all we now we know we're we're, we're a little wiser now and say what did your mother say you know and and then you know we would always Whenever there, there's an argument and, and um, my, my wife's instilling in discipline, I have to back her up, and she does the same with me. Okay, so take a united approach, okay, together. Uh, you know, two are better than one. And when, you, when you're united together, your children are going to know this is an impenetrable force. I can't get through these two. They're like, uh, they're like one. They're so united, and they're not going to be able to. They're going to know, and then be able to respect authority. Right. And that will strengthen your resolve as well to well, discipline. Yeah. So if, uh, as husband and wife, um, you have to be um, uh, one. But of course, uh, we're also considering uh, parents, maybe single parents, um, that, that don't, you know, and, and I take my hat off to you, and I, we commend you, all of our single parents, single moms, single dads. It, it's huge. It's a huge task to be a mother and a father at the same time to your children. Yes. And so uh, what I want to say is simply again, a, a little tip. You can still in, uh, um, provide and establish those boundaries with your children, right. but you can also get help. Yeah. You can get help from other family members to help you to make sure that you're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also, at this church, we ran this as a small group a couple of years ago. Uh, it was called Boundaries with Kids, and this is where we get our material from. And we ran it for our parents, and we'll do that periodically as well. And then you can also get support and assistance from your small group and connect group. Mm-hmm. And, and that will help you uh, even in this tough task as a single parent to be able to, to do that with your children. Nice. Um, there is help, absolutely. And, and so um, uh, don't give up. Mm-hmm. And remember, it's never too late, okay? It's never too late uh, to, you say, well, my kids are teenagers now and stuff. Yes, but it's never too late to, to, to model Boundaries right because it's going to be good for you anyway, and it will be good for your kids and they will pick it up at some stage okay Mm -hmm. so as we um, As we come to a close again um, You know just those three components that I just want to reiterate that uh, we are guardians uh, We are managers and we are the sources and then we how we parent we uh, we model it in our own lives we um, we parent for the future and then we implement the limits. Okay. We put the limits, we put this, the, the structure in place, mm-hmm. and we follow through with it, right. okay uh, in the areas of responsibility, mm-hmm. respect, and resilience. okay? Uh, just one more minute, and again, I'm really going to be really quickly. Uh, just a couple other pointers. Uh, accept reality, okay? You're not going to be perfect, uh, and um, remember, the problem isn't always the problem. It's usually a boundary problem, mm-hmm. okay so for example, uh, your kid might have bad grades in school, but really the problem is a lack of concern about consequences, that's a boundary issue, okay? And um, make sure you plug in with other parents. We have a mother's group here that runs a connect group and once we're all back, then some of you moms can, can get together and be a part of that. Yeah. So you get plugged into a group, get plugged into a support network. As it's often said, you know, it takes a village to raise a child but you are the primary caregiver uh, for that child, okay? So get plugged into a group. Uh, grow in your boundaries personally for yourself, okay? If you find it difficult to, difficult to say no to people, if um, you know, you're, you're controlled by other people, if there's, you're in a relationship where other people are, uh, in a sense, you know, um, controlling or coercing the decisions that you make, well, you've got to learn to stand and know your boundaries, okay? So growing your boundaries personally, you do that by, again, in your prayer, in your walk with God, and um, make sure that, that you are constantly growing and learning, okay? Um, if we're possible, uh, do weekly devotions with your children, with your family, at least once a week, at least. Now, we try, you know... We, we wanted to do it every day, but you know, every other night I'm out of the house, and we're out of the house ministry, and so we can't do it every day. But we do at least once a week. We try to do our our daily devotions with our, our weekly devotions with our kids and praying together, and and then getting them involved as well in that. That will help. That will go a long way in them being able to to think about the things of God. Okay. Um, so um, there, there's so much more that we could say, and again. We, we dedicate a whole semester of teaching for these Connect Groups. And so uh, we don't have that tonight, but uh, we do want to share to you, um, remind you that you can continue to grow. Uh, and remember, it's never too late. I want to end in the scripture in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. Um, this is something that you may be all familiar with, and it's from the Ten Commandments. In Exodus chapter 20, it says, Children... Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Okay, so obey your parents in God, because you are in God, because you love God. And verse 2, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you, and that you may live long on the earth. Okay, so honor your father and mother. If you want things to go well in your life, if you want to live a long life on this earth, a happy life and where things are, are good, things go well, mm-hmm. well, practice this habit of honoring your mother and father, whether you are children, whether you are adult, mm-hmm. honor your father and your mother. So it doesn't say to love them, okay? There's a distinction between loving your parents and honoring them. Because oftentimes, loving can just be, uh, uh, I guess, a, a mental ascent. Yeah, I love my parents. It's in my head. But honoring is it's a bit more descriptive, it's a bit more specific, yeah. that there's something that you've got to do. So I want, I want to encourage you, I want to challenge you to create a, a culture of honor in your home, in your family, by you starting off to honoring your mother and father, mm-hmm. and by calling them and, and just spending time with them, at least once a week if you don't live with them, uh, speak good things about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, if my kids ever disrespect my parents, Or my my mother-in-law i will pull them up immediately and say you don't ever talk like that to your grandparents Mm -hmm. and um, we'll teach them because we got to honor our elders and so if we want our kids to be blessed Mm -hmm. and to live a long life on this earth and we want them to honor us as well because that's god's command then we will teach them how to honor and respect themselves their parents and their family Amen. amen praise god well uh, that's all we have time for tonight, uh, but we just want to thank you and want to just uh, give you some, a couple of resources uh, that you could uh, look to. Um, there's a couple of boundaries and, and work kits that you can buy, Boundaries with Kids, Boundaries with Teens by Cloud and Townsend, if you could put the, uh, the image up, it's possible. And there's also a small group curriculum, and then we will have a small group probably when the new year uh, comes around again. Um, and that we can uh, have this as a connect group. And there's also uh, the Dare to Discipline by Dr. James Dobson. Again, very helpful, insightful. So you gotta do some work. You gotta do some, some homework to be able to uh, better yourself as a parent and to improve. Mm-hmm. And, and finally, just a couple of um, websites. FocusOnTheFamily.com. FocusOnTheFamily.com, they have a lot of articles and resources that you can use Uh, that would help you in your parenting. And another one that I found which was useful from the church in in the UK, they sent this to me, it's called careforthefamily.org.uk. careforthefamily.org.uk. They've got lots of videos, lots of teaching, lots of articles that can help you in in, in becoming a better parent. Some some parents are naturally brilliant, are naturally good at it, but some of us, we, we need to study. We need to grow, and we need to learn and become better at it, and it's never too late. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you again for joining us tonight. Thank you for taking time out of your week, and we wanted to, to you know, maintain this continuity with our services, with our gathering. Uh, we'll see you again on, on, on Sunday, and uh, again, our, our, some of our connect groups are meeting online, Zoom, our youth. Our connect group, so make sure you you get connected to him, get plugged into one of those. So let's pray. Father, we thank you once again today. We thank you for this opportunity that uh, Sister Robin and I have to share this word, this uh, certain principles, Lord God, that we want to instill. Help us to become better parents. Help us to be better caregivers, better guardians, uh, sources, and managers. Lord God, that as we learn to parent with a future in mind, Uh, As we ourselves model uh, these boundaries and we, uh, Lord God, instill these limits uh, for our children, I pray that you would help us to build into them that sense of respect, that they may be people that are responsible, taking responsibility for their own lives, and that they may uh, also have a, a resilience in their hearts for whatever life brings to them. Bless all of our parents today, our single parents, Lord God, I thank you for these precious ones that are... Uh, have been doing it, Lord God, and and leading their children by themselves for the most part. I pray that you continue to bless them, bless all of our families with your strength, with your wisdom, with your patience, and we give you thanks and praise for all of our children. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Praise God. Well, thank you. God bless you, and we'll see you again soon.